Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chat Channel. My name is Tim Hayden, and I'll be your host. Please remember, you can interact with us as the show is live. We have an awesome show for you today. Our guest is the talented Brett Chapin. You've seen him in Ryan Hansen's Saw's Crimes on TV, Saw 3, General Hospital, Grey's Anatomy, and many, many more great shows. Welcome to the show, Brett. Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's, uh, it's a little colder than normal out here in Los Angeles, but I, you know I'm doing great. Yeah, y'all's cold and my cold's two different things. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Our cold I'm is in the 60. I'm in the Midwest. My cold is negatives. <laughs> yeah, a <laughs> little different story. I know, we're not used to all this out here. Well, y'all... Y'all get some rain last week, I think it was, that y'all needed. Yeah, yeah, we, we got some coming next week, too, I think. Good, good, good. Well, I guess I'll just get to it. Do you come from an acting family? Um, I do. My mom uh, was an actress. She did a lot of theater and um, off-Broadway type of things. Um, uh, outside of that, I think that she's pretty much the only one from my immediate family that was uh, interested in acting. But uh, I definitely got the bug and was always encouraged to, um, you know, be creative and try new things. And we were always uh, watching movies and going to theater shows and things like that growing up. Uh, well, you grew up with four siblings. Did any of them show any interest in it at all? Uh, my brother did a little bit. He did some singing. And um, actually, when I was... Uh, Gosh, I guess I must have been four and he was 11. We did um, a talent show together. We sang uh, John Denver's Leaving on a Jet Plane and uh, we won second place. So uh, <laughs> four-year-old four year and 11-year-old singing duo. But, um, you know, he, he kind of went off and he's doing other things now. So I think I'm the only one that really stuck with it. Did you do uh, drama in high school? Uh, a little bit. I always had to choose between doing sports and doing drama. And a lot of time um, sports took precedence. But um, I, I was involved in the thespian society in, in high school. And um, also uh, from uh, in high school age, I went through the repertory and conservatory uh, dramatic arts program at the Laguna Playhouse. Uh, I would do that after school a lot of times when uh when when sports weren't in session so i got a really um really great training there as well full scholarship so i was really lucky oh that's cool uh so mm -hmm. when did you realize that acting was uh, avenue you wanted to take uh i think uh around the time i was 10 or 11 years old i saw the film version of west side story and i saw tony and maria up there doing their thing and singing and acting and um i said this is for me i was also a big fan of um uh, soap operas growing up you know my mom was uh, got me hooked on young and the restless and i would watch that with her and so um i think seeing young actors up there being successful playing parts and and doing their thing uh, definitely encouraged me to pursue that as well that's one of the things that i really really like about soap operas is most of the time it's a generational show. You know, I was a kid, I watched it with my aunt, grandmother, mother, you know, and I, I grew up watching them. And then as an adult, I watched them. It's something you can bond with, with, with uh, your family members. It's great. 
And when it, you're homesick, really you know, it, it's uh, something that you can get wrapped up in. Oh, well, I remember several times knowing something was going to happen on a soap opera and had to be sick from school that day. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny how it uh, coincides with that day of being sick. Absolutely. I mean, well, back then uh, you had VCRs if you were lucky. Yeah. But then you still had to set the timer if you weren't going to be there. It was a whole thing. So, yeah, I was the, the only. Didn't go out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was the only one in, in my family that knew how to set the VCR timer. So I was always in charge of, of doing that if we had to leave to go into an event or something. Well, Lord, then you must have paid heck whenever you messed up or it didn't record. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or the power went out, like you said. That was still my fault. <laughs> yeah, because they don't have battery backups. <laughs> no, no. You either had to see it at the time, be there, or maybe record it if you were lucky. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like soap operas. I think it, I think you and I were talking about it last night. You know, you, I, I think they should come out with a platform with the old soaps. But everybody I've asked always gets the same answer from their people is they don't know where they are. Yeah, they're hard to find. Um, I, I think, I, I mean, I think maybe Soap Opera Network might carry some of the old ones or, or there might be some places on some of the streaming services to get some of the old ones, but I'm not sure specifically. I should know that. Oh, no, I'm talking about when they asked the the ABC or CBS about doing it. When the, I've had actors, soap stars that's been on that has asked about that and they get the same answer. We don't know where they are. <laughs> they're just kind of in the archives somewhere. Right. They're just gone. They don't know who has them. It's well, a shame. A of... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say it's a shame because there's so many great performances out there that, you know, from, from the last, what, 60 years of soap operas that, uh, you know, might or might not be seen again. And if they don't do it soon, uh, the generation that remembers them and would watch them, you know, we're getting older now. We're getting older, unfortunately. But you've done a yeah. lot of theater. Do you have a favorite one you've done, a favorite play you've done? Um, yeah, I've been really lucky to do a few of the shows on my bucket list. Um, one that, that really sticks out was uh, Little Shop of Horrors, playing Seymour in Little Shop of Horrors. That was a lot of fun. Um that that part is an interesting part because he's he's a he's kind of a nerdy goofball, but then there's a, a little bit of a dark quality to him as the show goes on. So um, it was it was a lot of fun to do to, to that show. I also got an opportunity to work on West Side Story. Um, got an opportunity to work in Rent, and I was the uh, marketing chair at Theater Palisades for ten years. So uh, we did oh. numerous uh, probably. 60 70 shows during that time there did you have to pinch yourself on west side story because i remember earlier you said that was kind of what you were watching when you were like yeah i think that's what i want to do oh man when <laughs> when i got when i got the phone call i was casting that you couldn't wipe the smile off my face for two days i was i was thrilled and um and i, I made sure i called my family right away and let them know as well for sure for mm -hmm. sure i'm sure they were very excited yeah, that was a lot of fun. I got to play uh, Lieutenant Shrank, who's uh, one of the two one of the two cops in there. It's kind of the the heavy in the show, I guess you could say. 
and um, working with this really, really talented group of kids and uh, talented director. It was a lot of fun doing that show. Yeah, I imagine it would be. So do you prefer theater over screen recorded shows? Yeah, I mean, it's Ask a hard comparison. That. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of hard comparison to make because it's apples to oranges. There's such different mediums. Um, if if I had to pick one to work in for the rest of my life and I was forced to pick one, it would probably be theater because that's my background. That's where I come from. And, and that's uh, my, my first true love. But, um, you know, film is definitely something I enjoy as well. It's just uh, theater is a, a bit more of a in-the-moment type of experience where the audience shares in the experience and you only take it with you for that time, whereas film and television is a photograph um, or a video of an experience. So it's, it's just a bit of a different medium. Well, I would say you're among good company because that's one question that I ask everybody that comes on the show. And so far, everybody has said the same thing. They all say theater? Yes. Yeah, yes, I'm not. I'm... Most of them is because they said they can feel the crowd. They can see the crowd's reaction and that helps them react. Yes, yes. And there's also, I think, uh, there's a limited time frame with theater. You know, you only have those six weeks or 12 weeks to uh, work with those people. And then that's that's going to be it. Um, whereas a television show might go on for six, seven, eight years. So you have a lot of time to bond with people. During a theater production, you're a family for that time. And you only have those memories to make during that time. So it's um, it's a bit of a different process. Uh, Scott Rice was on yesterday, and he said his favorite part of theater was the actor owns, controls that part. Once you go on stage, nobody has anything to say with about how you or what you do. He, yes. That's what he liked about it the most, was just the freedom, more freedom. I agree with that. Um, you know, there's the, um, a quote by uh, Sherry Renee Scott talking about how um, – the, the audience lives in the moment with you in a show and you all go through that moment and experience that time together. And it only really lives on in, in people's memories. Um, and there is that creative freedom to, to be able to, you know, you can't stop and say, okay, try that again. Take two. You really need to get it right. Uh, the first time. So it's great. I enjoy it so, so much. Well, you also produced, co-starred on La La Land Talk. I assume that you uh, are a fan of the movie, or is, is that where that came from, or is it just uh, you were interviewing people from L.A.? Um, no, I, I personally, I think that uh, La La Land stole it from us, but uh, we were... Oh, we were... okay. <laughs> I didn't check dates. I should have done that. I didn't think to check that. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Um, no, I'm just kidding. That thing's been around for forever. But uh, we we came out uh, 2010. I think they came out 2012. So technically, you know, yes. I don't know. A lot of land might owe us a couple of bucks. I don't know. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but no, La La Land Talk um, was a talk show that I hosted from 2010 to 2015. Uh, the tagline was by Los Angeles artists about Los Angeles artists. And it was called La La Land because we mainly featured Los Angeles artists. And that's artists um, in every aspect of the word from actors, musicians. Uh, we had a psychic on once. We had uh, somebody from a pharmacy come on and, and give us a flu shot every year. 
uh, just any type of artist, if you were Los Angeles based, we uh, wanted to speak to you. And um, we got an opportunity to, to speak to, uh, you know, Spike Lee and Bill Pullman and Tracy Toms and Mackenzie Aston and um, as, as well as lesser known artists as well. So it was a really, um, really fun four years. I'll tell you a secret, I kind of knew, but I wanted you to explain it because it's still up and it, I've watched several of the episodes. They're they're great. Y'all go into good detail and, and y'all do great Thank with you. them. You might yeah. consider bringing it back eventually. Yeah, you never know. Um, I have been reposting these last, uh, we, we had about 200 episodes and I've been reposting them lately uh, just to kind of give them a little bit more traction. I never felt like they got the exposure that that they deserved when they were on so i've been reposting them lately and um i'm working with a, a really talented um tech person who's helped me with that so we'll see you never know it, it could happen in the future right now i'm working on a, a few other things though so we'll see though so i loved it i had a great time well i will say i'm a fan of gray's anatomy and i was watching it uh when you happened to come on the show and I was, I was surprised. I didn't honestly didn't know you were going to be on it. And it just kind of shocked me. I was very thrilled that you were. What was that experience like? Oh, that was so much fun. I was working uh, with the great Rick Worthy on that. Uh, was the season finale of season 10. There was a bombing in a shopping mall and all the patients came to Grace Sloan Memorial. And um, uh, Rick and I were uh, police officers that were investigating the bombing. We were interviewing uh, a suspect and a really good learning experience with that episode. Um, you know, it was the season finale and there was a bombing. So there was all kinds of makeup and effects and, and lighting. And, um, you Not know, just being your able... interaction with Ellen Pompeo. That was who you mostly interacted with as well. The star of the show. Yes. Yes. Ellen's Ellen's wonderful. We had uh, we 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 bonded over um, chocolate peanut butter cups. There's a certain brand of chocolate peanut butter cups that we both like. Um, but yeah, she's she's great, and she's been oh my gosh, she's been doing it forever. So um, really, really good uh, honor to work with her. Well, they re-signed for this new season, and I saw a tweet from her. It was something like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna be back again." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they just you just can't keep that show down. Um, it's what is it 20 years now? It's going to be 21 yes. years, yes, M maybe if not the longest running, one of the longest running dramas, uh, in the history of television. It's real it's honor longest, to work on that show. I know it's the longest medical running show because they beat out ER a few years ago. Did they beat out ER? Yeah, yes, ER had 15. Uh, you know, and, and Shonda Rhimes, I mean, she's, she's everything from uh, how to get away with murder to, I mean, she's done so much great work. Well, she had, I mean, she should have named her company Shonda Land that they uh, called it in media originally, because she has a huge empire and great, great shows. Yes, yes. And I haven't met her, but from what I've heard, just a really easy sweetheart of a person to work with. Very professional, but um, very kind. Well, I don't know when she'd have time to meet anybody as busy as she is. I mean, everything she yeah. shoot, so many shows to keep up with. So how did I General know. Hospital come about for you? 
Um, that was uh, through the casting agency. I uh, I got the email. I was lucky enough to get an email, and uh, I went in there and played Roger Barstow, who uh, was the what we thought at the time was the uh, record keeper for the Crichton County Clerk's Office. Uh, we found out a few months ago that that he was working for Victor Cassadine this whole time, but. Uh, yeah, that was a really great experience working with uh, Brooke Kerr and Brianna Nicole Henry on that scene. Uh, Brianna, one of her last days on set. Uh, and yeah, it was a wonderful experience. Um, you played a dead body on it, didn't you? I did. I did. Roger Roger Barstow, unfortunately, uh, did never got to speak a line on the show. He was uh, He was dead when we found him. But uh, I, I like to tell my friends I'm competing for the best soap opera body, but not uh, six pack abs cadaver. So it's <laughs> a little bit different. But yeah, he's uh, he's <laughs> he's dead right now, as we know. He got knocked out and gassed by poisonous gas. You don't come back from that. Right now, this is soap right operas. Now. This is soap operas. It's poppers. true. <laughs> it's true. You never I've know seen, what can happen. I've seen people come back for far worse. You know, fifty. You know, five hundred fall of a cliff, car crashing into the ocean. Oh plums, my gosh! You know how many? <laughs> how many times has uh, Freddy Krueger come back and and uh, from the dead? I mean, it it happens all the time. It sure does. So playing a dead body. I mean, I know I couldn't do it at all because I just I moved too much. <laughs> I couldn't sit still <laughs> long enough. What was You'd that laugh? like? Yes. <laughs> um that was that was uh interesting it's uh it's it's harder than it looks to keep your eyes from fluttering it's harder than it looks to keep your fingers from even moving slightly um but it was uh it was something that i had to do so i just kind of closed my eyes and tried to wipe my mind clean and just pretend i was uh asleep because they didn't just do a quick shot at, at you. They you were on for quite a while, so yeah, they, they did held on shoot? there for a while. Did you do it on um, one shoot? No, I think it was well, it was over one day, but I think it was maybe three or four takes. Um, there was a part where uh, Brianna had to reach behind me and, and grab my wallet, so they had to keep it on me during that time, and. Um, yeah, she uh, that was a lot of fun. Everybody on that show is very welcoming and kind and um, very, very genuine type of environment to work in. I would have definitely jumped when she, if somebody had touched me and I'm trying to at least still concentrate. Yeah, that would have scared me. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I knew it was coming, so it was, <laughs> it was a little bit easier. Well, you're presently working <clears throat> on an Apple TV premiere of Mrs. American Pie, starring Ricky Martin, Kristen Wiig, Allison Janney, and I just learned today Miss Carol Burnett is going to be in it as well. Yes. Uh, this show is so much fun. I'm, I'm uh, having a blast working on it. Uh, this is a show coming out uh, very soon. Probably they're talking maybe summer, fall 2023, 20, uh, starring Kristen Wiig, uh, produced by Laura Dern. And starring Ricky Martin, uh, Mindy Cohn's in it, like you said, and Carol Burnett's return to TV. 
Uh, got to work a scene with her a couple of weeks ago, uh, which was just a, a phenomenal experience. Uh, like, as if I was floating above myself. Just wonderful to work with her. And the show's funny. It's uh, it's based on a book by uh, Julianne McDaniel called Mr. and Mrs. American Pie. And it's uh, based around Kristen Wiig's character who uh, falls into... Uh, Key West high society uh, from being very much not high society and all the hijinks and everything that uh, ensues with along with that. But uh, yeah, I'm just having a great time working on it. Uh, cannot wait to finish. I think we should be wrapped sometime in December. So uh, getting ready to finish up uh, the season here. We've got 10 episodes uh, that we're filming and can't wait till it comes out. Well, I can't either because I've said it a couple of times on the show. Carol Burnett is like the top person who I really love to have on. Love everybody yes. that I have on. Don't get me wrong. She's just a classic. I mean, I, she is a dream guest for any host. Absolutely. Uh, just the, the experiences that she's had and, and the amount of work that she's done and, and, um, you know, I'm I'm still waiting for Saturday Night Live to ask her to host. I, I want to see that happen sometime soon. You know, I didn't think about that. They really should. They had Betty White do it. I don't see why yeah. Carol Burnett shouldn't. It's Carol's Especially time. Sh- right. It should be. Maybe maybe th- we should talk to him about that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a, uh, a, a tweet or, or something on Instagram that they wrote that said, who do you want to host the show? And so many people wrote, Carol Burnett, Carol Burnett, Carol Burnett. She would be a fantastic host. Well, I hope Lauren Michaels pays attention to that because, God, I mean, she, yeah. she had a show on for years doing what they do. <laughs> but she was Saturday Night Live before Saturday exactly. Night Live. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, how do you keep a straight face on a set like that? I mean, Carol Burnett, Mindy Cohen. I mean, Allison oh boy, Jane, Kristen Wiig. Um, Ricky, actually, Ricky is the funniest one on set. I got to tell you. Really? <laughs> really? You would think, and he's not even a comedian, but he's just such really? a such an outgoing guy and such a a, a warm personality. Um, hard to keep a straight face on that set for sure. But, uh, you know, once uh, the camera starts rolling, if you don't keep a straight face, somebody's going to yell at you. So you got to kind of do what you need to do. But um, we're having a lot of fun on that set. And um, I'm learning a lot. Absolutely. I, oh, I even okay. I. <laughs> yes, I know. I, uh, I, I remember at one point when Carol was on set, just looking at Kristen, I said, Kristen, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to stay calm right now. Look what's happening here. And she's like, that's, that's all of us. We're all trying to stay calm. It's just, I mean, um, pretty great experience having her there with us. So I'm not alone in having fan out moments then, huh? No, no, we were all, you had 300 people doing fan out moments on that set that day. Believe me. (laughs) Amazing. I do. I do my best on the show to keep it toned down, but. I mean, yeah. with all of you fabulous actors, it's just, I mean, how can you not? <laughs> I I was trying to stay calm with her. I mean, what, what she must put up with on a daily basis with, with people coming up to her at all the time, all the time. But um, she she was very gracious and, and smiling and talking to everyone. 
and uh, being very sweet. There was not an air of um, diva in her at all. So that I, was I very refreshing. Either. I wouldn't think no. of her either. I know oh, she's Lucille, not that type. I know Lucille Ball. She was great, but she was hard to work with. I heard. I've heard she that. She was a diva, but she was just a perfectionist. She wanted things her way, which is great. I mean, she put out great stuff. I love Lucy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I, I I think you can get a lot more done by maybe not being that way, maybe being a little less way uh, that way. And and who am I to tell Lucille Ball how she should be? But um, well, too. Look, I she, think you tend she, to get a reputation sometimes. She was a woman in a man's world at that time too, though, so she kind of had to be. I would think. That's true. That's true too. Yeah, who who was going to listen to a man at that time, or excuse me, a woman at that time? So exactly. Yeah. So you play a lot of of, of detectives or law legal parts. Do you like playing the legal parts? Do you think it's just? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just my look or 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 something. They uh, <laughs> they uh, it, you know, it's funny. Even in my regular life, people think I'm a, a cop all the time. They always I always get asked that <laughs> question. So um, it must work to how I'm cast. I do enjoy it. Um, I, anytime I have an opportunity to be on set, no matter what it is, I I take that and learn from it as much as possible and and relish that moment. Because uh, as actors, we do not always uh, get that opportunity. So I uh, try to enjoy it anytime I get one of those opportunities. Well, I mean, that's one of the best roles to be in. I mean, a doctor, uh, something in the legal, those are basically the main shows that are on now. The main characters, I mean, Chicago Med, Chicago PD. Yes. ER, uh, you know, there's 911. I think there's a ton of them. Medical are you listening, people. casting directors? Are you listening? Yes, no. Um, and, and Brett true. would be perfect for the part, too. I'd be perfect. Uh, your your lips to their ears, Tim. No, I, but, I, um, <laughs> I hope some I really do. Everybody I've had on the show so far is phenomenal. And uh, I would love to see every one of you that's not on screen be back on screen. I know you are on screen, but some of the others aren't that I've had on. Because they are phenomenal. I mean, you're great actors, and I appreciate it. I think the goal for for most actors is just sort of to to have a regular gig and and uh, you know series regular or recurring or um, contract or or whatever. That's uh, definitely the goal for all of us. Getting those uh, uh, main roles are hard anymore. They like to try to play it with everybody being a recurring role now. Even if yeah. they're regular, they're still considered a recurring. I don't it's, understand that. <laughs> <laughs> contracts have changed. They're definitely, contracts have changed over the last 20 years. And um, yeah, things run differently. Also, the seasons. It shows used to be 13 episode seasons. Now it's, you see 28 episode seasons. It's, it's nothing. Well, I mean, I'm glad to see they're going back to that because they did stop doing the 24, 28 seasons. I think ER. Dallas, you know, they were the ones that had the, and they played, it seemed like all year long, just about. Yes, you didn't have to wait for the summer and the reruns. Except for who shot JR. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> oh man, they dragged that out for about a year and a half, I think. <laughs> yes, they did. 
So do you have any uh, sights set on any particular show or movie that you would just love to be a part of? Because, again, I'm hoping people are watching. Yeah, you know, I mean, I would I would love to do something. Um, and, and obviously, I'm going to leave this up to the amazingly talented writers and amazingly talented casting directors of the show. But I would love to do something more on General Hospital, um, obviously. Uh, Alaska Daily is a great show that's come out on ABC lately with Hilary Swank. Um, I would love to work on that as well. That one's next on my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll really love that one. And there's there are only a few episodes in now, so you can catch up pretty quickly. I oh. just got I'm almost done with Transplant. Almost caught up to that one. I just got into it. Oh, Transplant! I haven't seen that one. I got to check that one out. Well, in my mind, the reason I didn't watch it at first is I was thinking heart transplant, kidney transplant. I mean, it is a medical show, but it's not about that. It's about a Syrian refugee who was a doctor who oh. who came to Canada. It takes place in Canada. And he can't get his documentation. Yeah, he's working in a hospital. It's, it's a very good show. It's kind of like he transplanted theirs, what it, the title means, I believe. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Because I'm like, if it's about transplant, but it's not about heart transplants, what's what's the okay? So he moved, right? He had to because he was a prisoner at one time, and because doctors that were helping the offenders were getting jailed and everything, so he had to. It's it's Ooh. really good. And there are some trans there are some transplants, but that's not what it's based on, like I had thought. Gotcha. Transplanted um, in space instead of right. <laughs> medically. Yeah, that sounds good. I gotta really check good it out. It is a really good show. Uh, is yeah. there someone specific that you would just love to work with? Like mine's Carol Burnett, of course. Uh, is this uh, of anybody? You're saying any any anybody. actors? So anybody? anybody. Um, Somebody told me Alan Brando. Yeah, I, I I would love to work with uh, with Al Pacino. He's he's my favorite. He's my my hero. Um, I I always had this list of of top five actors. It was it was Pacino, uh, De Niro, Paul Newman, uh, Ray Liotta, and then there was an actor uh, from The Young and the Restless that I really like named Stephen Gregory. But those are those were my my top five. Well, you know, I just had Scott on yesterday, Scott Bryce, who was with uh, one of those shows you said. And then I had uh, uh, Michael Venezia on, who's worked with uh, Al Pacino. And oh, uh, he, he was a stand-in for Stacey Keach originally. Wow. Michael Genovese, that's it. I couldn't say his last name right. So, uh, you know, having the opportunity to work with Pacino even for a day has got to be like a master class. Well, the reason I brought that up is I want you to come back and be able to tell me who you got to work with that you wanted to. Yeah. Well, it's going to happen. <laughs> It'll happen. I love that idea. I've uh, I've been pretty lucky lately working with Kristen Wiig and Ricky Martin and, uh, you know, Mindy Cohen and Josh Lucas, all those people. So it's been Beyond my my uh, my wildest dreams already, I've been lucky. And it's funny because every one of those people you just mentioned, I've already sent requests to be on the show before I even knew they were in that show. <laughs> oh yeah, well tell them Brett Chapin said it's a great place to be. 
<laughs> I, they have no idea who I am. Um, yeah, I would love to see them on the show. How did you uh, survive during this pandemic? I mean, it, that was crazy three years. Yeah, very, very, uh, very carefully. Um, well, I think the first couple of months was a lot of uh, a lot of eating and uh, feeling sorry for for myself and worrying, just like we all were. Um, and then I think right around July, I said, this is getting ridiculous. I need to get out of the house and do something. And so um, the gym down the street from my house had opened up outside. They were doing it just in the parking lot. Right. Um, so I joined up with them. I started um, running and doing all that. And um, so that was a way to sort of uh, take me out of what was going on with the pandemic and everything. I also got very, very addicted to TikTok. I made that my full eight-hour day job, um, and I managed to rack, rack up ninety-seven thousand amazing followers that um, are, follow me and are engaged and are wonderful. Um, and right now, I'm in the midst of going back to the physical fitness thing. Um, I'm in the midst of doing a thousand-mile journey, uh, putting in a thousand miles on the treadmill in 2022. Wow, are you close to be? You've only got a couple yeah. months. Yeah, I know. As as of this morning, uh, as of this morning, I'm at six seventy five. So I still got so I've still got ways to go, but um, I have it. <laughs> I bet you could if you if you if you had to. I don't know. It's um, you know, I've I've got it mapped out, and if I do five miles a day between now and the end of the year, I can finish, and it's going to take some major commitment and maybe a few days of 10 miles a day but um you know now that i'm at 675 i kind of feel like if i don't finish now i'm gonna regret it the rest of my life so i might as well just yes. really run this last couple months and finish up it'll haunt you it will haunt you in that close yeah i would uh, think so so what do you think of the transfer the transfer that they did with as far as auditions now they're since the pandemic they went to video mostly whereas it used to be all in person yeah i mean i i'm i'm not a i'm not a huge fan of video auditions if i'm being real honest um i know that that's the way things are being done now and and um it's through necessity um but i think you just get a better sense of the person and i think that i personally audition better uh when i'm in the room with people and being able to give a little bit of my personality banter back and forth um that type of thing i think that that gives somebody who is auditioning me a better chance of or a better um view of who i am rather than just what i can show on a videotape actors have had to sort of um learn all these skills of videography and editing and lighting and uh, sound and microphones. And um, it's, it's things that I never really thought that I would have to learn as an actor. And it's great. They're great skills to have. But um, I'm, I'm looking forward to a time, and I think it will come back, where in-person auditions are happening more often. I don't think it will ever be back to 100% again in person, but I think they're going to start to happen a little more often right now. And uh, I'm looking forward to that time. I feel like that you, you lose something by at watching a tape 
Whereas watching, mm -hmm. like you said, I'm doing stage work that you get a feel, you can show, you feel the emotion in the room or you can share the emotion, I think. And I think just, I wouldn't be a fan of the video either. No, no. I, I mean, I've, I've talked to actors who say they like it better because it's less pressure. I've, I've talked to actors who feel the way I do about it. Um, but the, the overwhelming consensus seems to be we we prefer the in-person auditions. There is a, a you, you can't show your personality um, through a video screen as well as you can in person. Right. So uh, what do you like to do during your free time? Uh, free time. Uh, you know, I've been doing this running thing. I'm really, really concentrated on that and um, trying to log this up, thousand miles. I guess that does take a big chunk of free time. Yes, yes. I've had to. I've I've been trying to get some of the other soap opera actors from uh, General Hospital to run my last few miles with me. So uh, we'll see if we'll see if that happens. Just keep tagging them. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I've talked. I've even. I've even bugged a couple of them personally. So uh, no solid. No solid commitments yet. So we'll see. So how do you juggle work and and free time? Um, what's free time? <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I um, actually, I just got back from Florida. I went to see uh, my uh, sister get married, and I was able to give her away. And I just took that time and shut off uh, my email. And well, I didn't shut off my email, but I didn't look at my email. I didn't really look at social media. Um, that was family time. And I just devoted it toward family time. There was a couple, couple of things I had to do during that time. But for the most part, I just wanted to make sure it was about being with my family and spending that time with them. So I think uh, the most important thing is to not work during your off hours and to put that cell phone down and, and just, especially if you have kids and things like that, you gotta, you gotta make that your number one priority. Yes. Being present, I think is a big, <clears throat> big thing. Yes. Yes. And that goes for, that goes for life too. You know, I think that we underestimate the value of being present. Um, that's something that the pandemic I, I think taught us um, at least it, it did for me is it gave me a sort of an opportunity to, slow down a little bit and take stock of where I was in life and take stock of what I wanted to improve in, in my life and really live in those present moments because none of us had to be anywhere. None of us had to be at work or school or, or anything. So I think we were sort of forced to be present. And um, in that way, the pandemic was helpful. Oh, it helped uh, my family because uh, we're spread out all over and at the start of the pandemic, we started doing a weekly Zoom, and we still do it. You know, oh, that's nice. Come on, we do it. And it brought us a lot closer. It really had. It helped a lot. Yeah, I think it did that for, for a lot of families. That's great. Well, Brett, I appreciate you being here. Everyone, please watch out for Miss American Pie on Apple TV in 2023. Thanks for chatting with us, Brett. If you want to hang out backstage for just a moment, I'll be right back there. Okay, thanks so much, Tim. Thanks for having me on. You have a great I'd like to thank Brett for being here today and talking with us. I'd like to thank our sponsor, the Necrotizing Fasciitis Foundation. To learn more about Necrotizing Fasciitis, visit www.necfasci.org. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel for more great upcoming episodes.
And like always, please be kind to one another. Have a great day.